You know, I was uh, sitting there on my chair this morning and, and what, what came to my mind kind of actually scared me a little bit. This is what, what came to my mind was that uh, that I, pre I prepared this for to uh, communicate to you this morning, but unfortunately, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's what God wants me to say to you. Amen. So, I, I hope that you don't mind me uh, deviating from tradition a little bit this morning. Um, because I, 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 I do believe that there is a few things in which that have kind of, I believe God uh, spoke to me, and maybe because of uh, the things that were going on in my life, maybe I just, uh, maybe didn't perceive him or wasn't receptive to him, at least, I would say. Um, and so I will, I will read, I will read the, the particular area where I, I think that God wanted me to, to, to read to you uh, this morning. A pastor talked to us uh, on Tuesday. He talked to us about a place in which he felt that the church was at. And at that moment when he, when he, he spoke to us as a leadership group, I thought, that's me. I'm at that place. But as I left that meeting, I, I think I brushed, I brushed it off. And I didn't pay too much attention to it. But what, when I kept going through the week and I kept reading, I kept thinking about it and contemplating on it, and I thought, surely this is for me. In the passage in which I read and came across after the pastor had said that was in Revelations. In Revelations chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. John, the apostle, documents what Jesus speaks to him about what's happening on the earth during his time. In Revelation chapter 2, 
verse 1, to the angel of the church at Ephesus, write, these words are of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not. And I found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name's sake. And not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lamp from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practice of the Nicolonians, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. When I read this portion of scripture, I wasn't reading to speak to you. One of the things that I was doing that I was omitting that I normally tell you to do, I told you to read so that it speaks to you. But I found myself reading so that I would prepare for you. And through this scripture, God spoke to me. And I felt myself at a place to where, have I lost my first love for him? What is my devotion to Jesus like? Has it just come to the place to where because I am a pastor, I know the things that I should say. I know the things that I should do. Have I come to a place to where churches become just some normal thing that I do? 
Or if I'm, am I in that place to where when I first met Jesus, I could not put down the scripture? When every time there was a meeting, I delighted in being there? No one had to force me. I wanted to go. I was passionate about going there. We ought to examine ourselves. Do we come just because my friend is coming? Do I come because it's just another two hours that I need to get done and something that tradition tells me that I should do? Or do I come because Jesus, I love you. Do I come because I need you? No matter if anyone else shows up, will I still go? What we, or what I didn't realize about this is this was a church of great history, great tradition. This was a church that had some awesome people speaking into it. This was the church in which Paul talks about in Acts 19 and 20. This is the church in which he spent three years there preaching to. This is the church in which five hours in which he was standing preach, standing preaching the word to the people. This was that church. That's why they were able to point out those who were preaching bad messages right away. That's why they were a church that persevered. That's why they were a church that sacrificed. But yet and still, God had this against them. They had lost their first love. They had lost their devotion to Jesus. They were no longer mad about Jesus. They were no longer crazy about Jesus. But they were people who were lukewarm. They were people who were stuck in the middle. They were people who were not passionate any longer. That's me. And I don't want to be in that place. I don't want to show up to church because I have to. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone because I have to. I want to be in relationship with Jesus because I love him. I want to love his people. I want to be with his people. We ought to ask ourselves, where are we at? Where are we at? When I read the scripture, do I ask God? Do I plead with God? God, please speak to me. If you don't speak to me, God, I cannot be the same, God. Please speak to me, God. I'm desperate to hear from you. 
I once heard I once heard a teaching from Dr. Tony Evans and he said if you really want to know the temperature and the spiritual condition of a church don't look at the attendance on Sunday but instead look at the attendance of people who attend the prayer meeting When there's a prayer meeting, do we come? I know that I'm saying this today, but I, I hope that no one will leave this place and, and, and think that I'm pointing a finger on you and trying to condemn you this morning. No, I'm not. I'm talking personally about myself. I feel that sometimes, like when there's a prayer meeting, I almost think to myself in my mind that, oh, here's another thing that I have to do. Instead of there being a delight, instead of there being a joy in wanting to go and meet with my Savior, where are we at? I would say probably about uh, uh, many of us in this place, we, we have jobs and we want to show the best representation that we possibly can to Christ in our jobs. So therefore, we show up to our jobs earlier. But when it comes to us gathering together as the people of God, we show up late. Now, I, I know that I stand up here today and me being open and wide with you, I know I stand as one with a target on me and I know I stand with, in the place of receiving something from you. May it be you are delighted at me speaking this or you are very mad at me speaking that. I know I stand here today, but you know what? I, can, I have to say what I have to say. Not something that I was going to please you, but I believe that this is what God is calling us to. I believe that we're in such a bad state in our land that we need people who are radical for Jesus, people who are crazy for him. And here's the thing. I believe it starts with the people who lead them. I believe it starts with me first as being a pastor and a shepherd and overseer with my pastor here. I think it starts with me. If I'm not radical for Jesus, how can I expect you to be radical for him? I love him. I want to, I want to live for him. Living for Jesus is obeying what he says. He says that we lost our first love. But here's the good news about that. 
God never gives up on us. He says that he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. If you look at the history in the scripture, we will see that Israel itself constantly went back and forth, but God never gave up on them. All he required of them is to live for him, obey him in everything. Even when they went astray for many years and they worshiped different idols, all he required of them is that repent and return back to me and I will love you. That's what he says to the church. He says, repent and do the first things in which you previously did. Do the first things. What was those first works? We must ask ourselves, what was those first works? They had a love and a passion for the scripture. That's why they could sit five hours a day and listen to the scripture. We have a hard time listening 30 minutes on every Sunday. They listen five hours. In fact, they even, if you look at Nehemiah, they talked about how they stood in the square all day and listened to Ezra the priest preach the word. That was one of their first works in which they did. They loved the scripture. They met and they prayed together. Those were the first works. And many of us, couldn't nobody drag us away from our prayer time when we first became Christians. We love going to talk to Jesus in our prayer time. But as time, has move on, time move on, we get busy with our day-to-day lives. All of the other stuff becomes a part of our lives. All of that stuff takes our place, take that place with, of God in our lives. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my wife. I want to spend time with all of you doing fun, type, fun activities. I want to do all of those things. I have work. I have responsibilities as well. But we must keep God as first and foremost in our lives. I love that example in which Jesus gives to his disciples after he has told them that, guys, I'm going to leave you. I'm no longer going to be with you. Then he tells them about how uh, the vine and the branch works together. How he, if you want to be in him, you need to abide in him. Stay in him. Because that's where out of that flows life. Passion. Passion comes out of relationship with Jesus. I don't want to just do things because I'm a pastor. 
I wanna, I wanna do things out of just a love and devotion to Jesus. Realizing that God, this guy came and he took on flesh and he died in my place on a cross. He shed his blood so that I would no longer have to be bound by sin, that I would no longer have to walk in guilt and shame. He gave his life up so that I could have life. Not that same old life in which I used to live. I don't want to fall back into that. I want to live passionate for him. I want to live with enthusiasm for Jesus. I want to be bold enough to where someone says to me, don't talk about Jesus, that I would be tough enough to say, I'm going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to declare his goodness and his grace and mercy. I don't want to just relate to my brother and sister in Christ just by saying hi and bye to them on Sunday. I don't want to do that any longer. I don't want to put on a mask on Sunday. I want to live from Sunday to the next Sunday. I want to be the same old Caesar that I am here and the same old Caesar at home. I want to be one who walks like the living Christ. I don't want to be a fake any longer. We talk about how the good news roams around freely in this nation. It should be some change happening in this nation. If we have so many pre uh, people who are God, we should see change and transformation in our cities, in our communities. All comes back to our first love, staying in that place. Again, here's what I'd like to ask you today. If you prick it up, and if you read it, could you walk away and say that? I am as passionate as I was from day one. I'm as passionate as I was. God knows about your hard work. He knows about it. But he also knows you lost your first love. And I believe that today is a day to repent. I believe the day is the day to say, I'm not going to keep on going in a superficial manner. Today is the day to say, God, You got me, God. And I want to start fresh. And I want to start a new God. God, I want to be on fire for you.
See, I believe that if my pastor, who is one who has many responsibilities, he has a lot in which he's shouldering. And I believe that if he can stay passionate for God, why can't I? All of you know history is marked whether good or bad. All of you know history is marked by those who had a passion for what they believed in. And as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, I want to be remembered for what I'm passionate about. I came to Christ because I heard a man named Reverend Henderson preach about this book with a passion and such a zeal that made things look so real, it seemed so real, that I could not sit in my seat any longer. I had to get up, and I had to run out there, and I had to give my life to Jesus. Oh, that's the way I desire to be. I want to be like that. When the word is preached, I want to be there and I want to be receiving every bit of it. When there is a prayer meeting, I want to be there because of the excitement of what Jesus is going to do in the midst of us. I believe if we together, God's people, come back to our first love for him, I believe that we will begin to see change and transformation happens in our family. And from our family, it will begin to touch our community. From our community, it will begin to touch our city, touching our world for Christ. today of making that decision. It would be great, and this would be all a rah-rah situation if, yes, I agree with that, but I do nothing about it. The Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. James says it another way. James says, don't just be hearers of the words, but do what it says. Yeah. 
God is calling us today. He's asking for your response. Will you respond today? I want to. I want to pray. And then I. As I pray. And as God moves on your heart. I want you to get up, out of your seat. And I want you to come out to the altar and I want you to lay it all down. And I want you, when you get up, don't pick it up again. Say, God, I'm starting from this day and I'm gonna run and I'm gonna run with fire, God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that reminds us that Jesus is Lord of your church. And God, I thank you for your spirit that moves in the hearts of men, that draws us to yourself, God. Father, thank you for your word that brings us to that place of repentance. Father, I thank you for showing me my way of error. Thank you, Lord, for helping me to see, God, that, Lord, you're not about us being religious. But, God, you truly are about us being in relationship with you. And that relationship with you being one of passion, God. One of devotion, God. Father, I pray for myself and each of, this, of your people today, God. Lord, that we would be your people who make a decision, God, that from this day forth, God, that we 
will be a people, a people of passion. A people who are motivated by love, God. A people who are willing to lay aside, God, all of our accolades and all of our achievements, God. Lord, so that we can be able to go on with you, oh God. So I pray, Father, send your fire in this place today, igniting our hearts once again, God, stirring us once again, God, so that we may love you and love you with a whole heart, God. Oh, we surrender to you in this place today, God. Thank you, Lord, that this life in which we now live is not about us. But it's about the one who gave his life for us. Jesus Christ. And Lord, we truly today say no to the things of this world. And Lord, we say yes to you.
because we recognize there's no better place than sitting at your feet, God. That is where we find our life being complete. Father, we are desperate for you. We're desperate for a move of your spirit upon our life. God, we can't go on without you. We can't go on without a fresh infilling, a fresh outpouring of your spirit, God. Father, I pray today and this day forth, God, all that we would go and we would go with a passion, God, and we would go with a zeal for you, God, Oh, Father, cause our hearts to be stirred in a deeper way this morning, God. Oh, God, we come to this place to encounter you, God. So, God, we sit at your feet this morning. May the wind of your spirit Blow in this place this morning. Set in a flame, God, the hearts and passion of your people, God. Oh, so that we would never be the same again, God. Never the same, God. That this city be changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Release your presence, oh God, in this place today, God. Speak to your people today in this place today. Oh God, we get out of the way this morning, God. We get out of the way this morning. We want to see your spirit, Lord, lead this place this morning, God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you.
brothers and sisters, continue to cry out to God. Just continue to cry out to Him. Cry with your whole heart to Him. Tell Him how much you need Him. Tell Him how much you desire. Tell Him how much you want Him in your life, oh God.
uh, I feel the Lord saying to us uh, this uh, this is the time this is the hour he's calling us into a deeper place he's calling us to those purposes in which we have, he has created, created us for. And those purposes are to be fulfilled. Not, not, not because of our, our, our abilities. Not because of our know-how, but those purposes are to be fulfilled because of God's love permeating through us and moving us. God's work is going to go on. But He's calling us to deep place of love in Him. So we offer ourselves to Him today. We say, Lord, here we are. Send us. Wherever you say I will go, whatever you say I will do, send us, O oh Lord. Father, I thank you for calling us to your purposes, God. Thank you, Lord, for taking this up out of traditions. And God, thank you for bringing us into a place to where we walk with you. God, just out of a deep love for you. Lord, break off all of the chains that so have bound us, that have hindered us from moving into deeper depth of your glory. Father, visit each and every one of your people. Visit them in their dreams. Visit them in their workplace. Speak to their hearts, God. Give us those ears, God, that would be able to hear. Give us eyes that would be able to see you moving in our midst, God. God, because we desire to see you high and lifted up. We desire to see you magnified. Oh, Lord, and we thank you for that. Praise you, Lord.
Be careful for those distractions. Be careful about those things that will distract you. And keep you from the purposes of God. Be very careful. Be watchful. For I have given you a spirit to discern my ways from your ways. Take heed to my voice. Follow my voice. My word is my voice. Follow my word. And my word will lead you to life. Haven't I said to you that my words are life to those who find them? and health to their entire bodies. My word is truth. It will not deceive you. My word is truth. And when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. I am the light of the world. He who abides in me walks in light. Walk in the light. Because I am in the light. I place my hope for this world in you. My hope for this world is in you. Take my words to those who are lost, to those who are broken. It's my words that will heal. It's my words that will make whole. Jesus.